Hey, welcome back to yet another episode of the Hello Sydney podcast, a podcast for horror lovers where we discuss any and all things horror. It's me, your host, Sydney. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season. I sure did. Uh, I hope you guys watched a bunch of horror-themed and holiday-themed Christmas movies because there were actually quite a few new ones that we got this year. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Not only Christmas movies, but horror movies in general that came out in 2023. I can't tell you how many horror movies were released in 2023, but I can tell you out of however many there were, I watched 45 of them. So today is just going to be like a super informal episode because I'm literally just going to go through every movie that I watched in 2023 and talk about how I felt about it. And then also talk about the upcoming horror movies for 2024, because it's looking like it's going to be a good year for us. If you follow me on TikTok for a while, which I mean, like since the beginning, when I first started it in like 2021, because this is one of the earlier videos I did, you might've seen my horror movie list that I keep, which is literally a 24 page single-spaced word document of every horror movie I've ever seen. It's color-coded because there's also movies I haven't seen on there but that I would like to see, which that's black. Red is movies that I have seen, and then Red Bold is my favorites. And it goes in order of year, starting in 1920, and then obviously ends in 2023, and every single year is alphabetized. So I'm going to go through all of the movies that I watched in 2023, and you guessed it, I am going to go through them in alphabetical order, because that is how I have them written down. So the first movie I have that I watched in 2023 is called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. So this is a movie that I found out about through Shudder, and this one was actually really unique. It was like a modern retelling of Frankenstein, but from a black girl's perspective, like specifically a black girl who lives in an impoverished gang ridden neighborhood. I actually really enjoyed this one. This is one where I, I usually don't like a happy ending in horror movies, which like might be weird, but I think that's kind of the point of horror. Like it's supposed to upset you. It's supposed to make you angry, but this one had a happy ending and I'm not mad about it. I'm just now realizing the irony that the next movie on this list is called Birth slash Rebirth because it also has a very Frankenstein-esque theme to it. So this movie was about this grieving mother whose daughter died from something like pneumonia or something just like very unexpected, meningitis or something. And the daughter dies and ends up being brought back to life by this like mad scientist. It's not a mad scientist. It's actually this woman who's a doctor who works as like an autopsy technician and she literally steals the daughter's body to bring her back to life and is successful at it but obviously nothing ever goes according to plan in movies like this so it kind of spirals out of control but like the mother of the girl is in on it and it just like it becomes complete chaos I actually really really liked this movie I thought it was a really cool and unique storyline so yeah that one's for sure up there for me this year I actually really really enjoyed that one one however that is not up there for me is the next one which is the black demon so this is a shark movie which like i am an absolute fucking sucker for a shark movie like i am a sharknado stan and if that's not saying enough i don't know what is but needless to say i love shark movies even when they're bad and like this one was just straight up bad like it wasn't a funny bad it wasn't one of those movies that was like so bad it's good it was just straight up fucking bad. I don't really remember a whole lot about it other than a very poorly CGI'd megalodon shark. 
Next up, this is a movie that I absolutely fucking loved. It's called Brightwood. So this is one where the director or producer or somebody was kind enough to give me an, uh, a screener of this movie before it came out. One of the cool things on, about TikTok that I never expected to happen to me is like the amount of people that reach out to me to offer me like screeners of stuff or like free merchandise. It really is the coolest thing and I'm so grateful for it. But like sometimes the screeners just aren't good. And that's why I never agree to like get paid for movie reviews or I never like promise a movie review because if somebody's gifting me a screener I'm not then going to do a review and do a bad review because like I'm not gonna fucking lie to you guys so I always give people a disclaimer when they send me screeners like hey if I don't like this movie I'm just not going to say anything about it but if I like it I will absolutely shout it out Brightwood was probably the first screener I received where I actually fucking loved the movie I'm a sucker for like a time loop element and this one brought in this like time loop slash like inescapable labyrinth type thing and I just love that because it's just like such a scary fucking concept to me. The actors in this movie carried the movie like it's just two people the whole time but their chemistry and just like oh my god it, I fucking love this movie and a lot of people didn't like it according to the comments on the review that I did for it but fuck them I loved it. Now for another one that I would definitely consider one of the worst movies I saw of 2023 it was the children of the corn remake <laughs> like i don't even have a whole lot to say about this movie because it was just so fucking mediocre and stupid and there's really nothing else i even need to say about it i watched cobweb this year and this is a movie that i feel like didn't really get a lot of hype or a lot of attention and I just wish the ending of this movie was better because if it was, this easily would have been in my top 10 of this year, but the ending kind of just like fell flat for me. But this is one where there were some genuinely scary fucking moments in this movie. Like there's a scene, if you guys have seen it, where like the son's laying in bed and he looks up and his mom's just standing there and she looks fucking demonic and she like rushes at him in this super unnatural way. It's like stuck in my memory. It's fucking terrifying. Overall, yeah, I did enjoy this one. But again, like I said, I just wish the ending and like the plot just kind of tied together in a better way. Like this movie could have been so strong if it did. People might laugh at me for this, but this is definitely like one of the ones that I enjoyed this year, but fucking cocaine bear. <laughs> This movie was so fucking stupid and I just like really appreciate a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously and is so bad that it's good and this is absolutely that movie. Like a bear literally gets high on cocaine and goes on a fucking murder spree. It is brilliant. It is iconic. It is groundbreaking and whoever thought of it, I fucking love you. So the next one is another one that I found out about through Shudder and I'm not gonna lie, I don't really remember a whole lot about this movie and it's not because it was bad but it's just because it it, like it just wasn't that memorable it's called the communion girl communion girl and it's a spanish horror movie about this these two girls who find this like doll dressed in a communion girl's outfit and as you can guess i'm pretty sure not to give anything away but again it's pretty predictable it turns out that there's this little girl who died on the day of her communion like her spirits haunting the town or whatever it was fine i wouldn't say it was bad but i wouldn't say it was good or great it was just fine another one that i quite frankly don't remember a whole lot about but it's called consecration i also found this one through shutter um and it was kind of unfortunate because danny houston is in this one who i absolutely fucking love like you might know him as the evil vampire from 30 days of night he's fucking terrifying but this is one where i watched and like i think it had good potential but i was kind of just like waiting for it to be over like i was just like bored the whole time i don't know nothing special i don't really have much to say about it i skipped one and it's the conference which 
which is a Swedish horror movie. I found this one on Netflix this year. Um, this is, I like, I don't know what it is about, like, the C movies this year, some of them at least. I just also don't really have much to say about this one. Like, it was fine. It's a horror comedy, so it definitely has, like, its moments, but I don't really remember a whole lot about it. I remember the ending, but other than that, it was fine. Deliver Us. This is another one that I got this year as a screener, and I didn't hate it. It was pretty good. It's about this woman who, like, has this immaculate conception. She's a nun and she's told that like one of the twins is going to be like the savior and then the other one is going to be the antichrist. It's kind of cool. It's a really like dark and sinister religious horror. So if you're into that, I think you would totally like this one. The Elevator Game. So this is one that I watched again through Shudder and it's one where you can tell it was definitely inspired by like the Elisa Lamb case, but it's also just like a creative take on the Elevator Game, which I don't remember if it's Japanese or Korean, but it's one of those like legends where if you go in an elevator and you press a certain amount of buttons like or whatever buttons in a row then you'll see this demon it's a whole thing and I don't get why anybody would ever fucking try it this one's fine it was kind of dumb and like the characters were really insufferable because this is one where it's like this group of teenagers who live streams everything and they have like a youtube channel so they're just like these really annoying social media kids so it kind of makes it hard to like buy into because you don't really actually like any of them so the next one I watched I don't have a name for it other than a theory of film night so a theory of film night is this like annual film festival for short films who are directed by women and this one I found on Shutter, and it was just like the 2023 short films put together and there were some really there were some standouts in there like there were some really good shorts in this and for me it's tough to go wrong with an anthology and this one definitely delivered I really enjoyed it now on to what I definitely consider to be one of my favorites of the year and actually the next two are two of my favorites of the year first up is Evil Dead Rise so this one wins my award for having the best title card of the year because that opening scene where she's levitating above the lake and you just see Evil Dead Rise, the title fucking, oh my god, it, incredible, iconic. I'm a sucker for the Evil Dead franchise and it's going to be really tough to make a movie that I don't like and like the fact that this one was so bloody and so gruesome that is right up my alley. I fucking loved everything about this movie. I'll also never get over the shot of the mom through the peephole in the door like that like fish lens type. Oh my fucking god that was a game changer and that was absolutely horrifying. I loved it. I have uh, so many good things to say about this movie but the next movie I think I actually liked even more and it's Five Nights at Freddy's. If you put Josh Hutcherson and Matthew Lillard in a movie together it's going to be basically impossible for me to not love it and like the references to Scream in this one again I don't want to give anything away but like I this is def I, this may honestly be in my top five of this year. I had so much fucking fun watching this movie. And like, I never played the Five Nights at Freddy game, so I'm not really familiar about the lore of it or anything. And I feel like the people who dislike this movie are people who play Five Nights at Freddy's and like, we're just expecting a lot more. I had no expectations because again, I have no fucking idea what the video games are about. So I went into this completely blind and I had an absolute fucking blast watching it. <laughs> so I just went over two that were my favorites. And now we get to a movie that was so fucking stupid. I feel like I physically lost brain cells watching it. And it's called Forest of Death. And if you haven't heard of it, 
you probably haven't because it is like this low budget movie on Tubi. And the only reason I heard about this movie was because my friend Kyle, who you guys might know as Celtic Jumper over on TikTok and Instagram, told me about it. And he's like, this is the stupidest fucking movie I've ever seen. Like, I need you to watch it. And I was like, challenge accepted. Like, I'm always up for a dumb movie. Nothing could have prepared me for the level of dumb that this movie was. Like, there's a sequence where they're playing cards and you can tell that the cards are just like printed out pieces of paper. Like they couldn't even afford a fucking deck of cards. It's so pathetic. If you ask me anything else about this movie, I could not answer any questions. The only thing that sticks out to me is the deck of cards. And I feel like that's all I need to know. Next up is a movie that was definitely one of my more anticipated ones. Um, and I wouldn't say it like completely let me down, but it did kind of let me down. And it's Hell House LLC Origins. And I am a die hard Hell House LLC fan. Like the first Hell House LLC is one of my favorite, like top 10 favorite horror movies ever. And it's also one of the only horror movies to ever truly fucking scare me. And this new edition, it was fine, but it didn't even come near the level that the first one did. And this is one of those franchises where like, I even think the second and third movies are good. I know a lot of people don't, but I personally enjoy them. And this one just kind of like fell flat. I just added an element that I think like took away from the storyline. Again, it was fine. I didn't dislike it, but it definitely did not live up to the Hell House hype for me. When I brought up disappointments, I realized that I completely skipped over another one because I never even wrote this one down because I think I'm like so traumatized from the disappointment that it brought me, but it's The Exorcist Believer. So scratch 45. I've actually seen 46 movies that came out this year. Ugh. If you guys saw my review for this, like you understand, I just think this was such a fucking letdown. The Exorcist is my second favorite horror movie of all time all fucking time. I think it is truly like the greatest horror movie ever made. And I was expecting so much from this movie. And looking back on it, I really shouldn't have because David Gordon Green did it, who is the same guy who did Halloween, Halloween Ends and Halloween Kills, which like Halloween Ends literally is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. And I'll never forgive him for it. I was naive and thought that he might redeem himself with this movie, but he absolutely did fucking not. And like the fact that there's two more coming out, like for why? What's the fucking reason? Like, it's all just like a money grab for him. And you can tell by the way he makes his movies. I feel like, like, I feel like he doesn't even appreciate the genre. And like us real horror fans, like we're not down with that. Ellen Burson being back in this movie was absolutely fucking pointless because they brought her in and just like did her character fucking dirty. Like she literally contributed nothing to the fucking plot. Like why bring her back? The only redeeming quality of this movie was the last like 10 seconds where Linda Blair shows up. And that is the only reason I would ever watch this movie again. Ugh, sorry, I just got passionate, but I'm like upset. Anyway, let's move on to another couple movies that I actually really enjoyed. The next one is Infinity Pool. And Infinity Pool, I think actually might be one of my top 10 this year. Like I really fucking liked Infinity Pool because I like weird shit and I'm a huge Cronenberg fan. This movie was so unique. It truly was like nothing I had ever seen seen before. Mia Goth is absolutely killing the horror game. Like I loved her in this movie. She plays such an absolute little fucking psychopath and I love her. And I also love um, Alexander Skarsgård. Like this movie, it was so wild. Like I felt like I like did acid before watching this movie. I've never even done acid. I have no fucking idea what that's like, but this is what I imagine it's like. It feels like a fever dream. 
Like, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again because I think I want to just like let it live in my memory how it exists now. And like, that's perfectly fine with me forever. Next up is another movie that I love that I really do believe got slept on this year and it's It Lives Inside. So this one's about this Indian girl who like really wants to fit in and she's trying to kind of escape her Indian heritage and she's kind of embarrassed by it. And she comes across this girl at school one day who has this like, jar filled with like black mist and she ends up breaking the jar and then is like haunted and followed by this Indian spirit or demon or deity whatever you want to call it and the only way to defeat this is by like turning to her Indian heritage which she's been trying to run away from this whole time like this movie is fucking awesome and I can't believe it didn't get more attention and I think that one's honestly going to go in my top 10 this year too like this one is it was really fucking good and it was really fucking creepy at points. Next up is It's a Wonderful Knife, and this was a Christmas-themed horror movie that I absolutely fucking loved, even though I saw a lot of people, like, really hating on this one, and I saw a lot of negative reviews of it, but it's one of those that, like, I think it's meant to be stupid. Like, it's not meant to be taken seriously. It has Justin Long in it, which, like, anything Justin Long is in, it's tough to go wrong. But he plays this character who has this, like, insufferable voice and this god-awful fake spray tan and these fake like veneer teeth and he just looks like a fucking idiot but basically this girl Winnie like kills this killer after he kills four people and then a year later like she's still grieving but the whole town has moved on so she wishes that she was never born and it fucking happens but because she was never born the killer was never killed and now a year later has killed like 25 people and continues to kill more people so she has to like stop the killer but then also figure out how to get back to her life where she was born it's a whole thing really fun and this one for me is going to be one of those that i watch every christmas because it's very festive and i just i really liked it Next up is Knock at the Cabin. So this is an M. Night Shyamalan movie who like I usually am a huge fan of his. Like I love more of his movies than I don't. But this one to me was kind of just like mid. Like it was just like middle of the road type thing. Like I don't know. It was fine. I read the book and I actually liked the book a lot better. Specifically the ending. This one and the next one are two like apocalyptic type movies. And the next one is Leave the World Behind. I actually really enjoyed this one. I probably like this better than Knock at the Cabin. Because like I think this one is entirely fucking possible. Like Leave the World Behind is a really scary concept. Because it shows like what would happen if we if like technology all failed, like would we in the modern age truly be able to survive if that happened? I honestly don't know the answer to that. And it's like really scary to think about. The ending to this one was a little abrupt to me. Like I remember watching it and like expecting there to be more movie and then it just ended. But like I didn't entirely hate it. Like I, I wasn't mad about that. I think it ended it in like an okay way. I just expected there to be more, but there wasn't. But again, like it was a long enough movie and I think it explained enough. And I, I did enjoy this one a lot. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Next up is a movie that was one of our remakes this year, and it's called Malum, and it was a remake of The Last Shift, which is a movie that came out in like 2014, I believe, and The Last Shift is just like an underrated horror gem, and I was kind of shocked that they were making a remake of it because it just like didn't really seem necessary, but I believe it was made by this, this movie Malum was made by the same director. I gotta say, I like the original one better. Like, I don't even think the, ne the remake was necessary. I didn't hate it. It was fine. I just definitely like the original Last Shift better. Next up is the Meg 2. So once again, I'm an absolute fucking sucker for a shark movie. And the first Meg is like a movie that I fucking love. Like I will watch that movie any day, anytime. And in comparison, the Meg 2 was kind of a letdown for me. Like it was just more of like an action movie, which I know the first one kind of was with Jason Statham too. But like this one was way more action than it was horror. And it just like didn't have the same comedic element that the first one did. I don't know. I, I wasn't really a fan of this one this year. Next up is one of the earlier movies that we got this year because this one came out in January and it's none other than Megan. And I had such a fucking blast watching this movie. I loved it and I believe they're making a sequel and I actually can't wait for it. I just again really appreciate a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously and like like, this one this year was probably one of my favorite theater going experiences because I remember sitting there with this group of people like in the theater and everybody was having such a fucking fun time watching this movie like everybody was laughing people were screaming like it was just a really good experience and those are the type of experiences that I love and that I want out of the horror community like I want us to be able to watch a movie where we're able to have those reactions next up and I honestly kind of forgot that this movie even came out this year even though it was one that I liked but it was missing from 2023 so this movie was from the same people that did searching which I came out I think in like what 2018 2020 something like that I like searching a lot better, but I really did like missing. I like this whole thing that they do where the movie is filmed completely through a computer screen. So through like FaceTimes and through like messages. And this movie, I feel like twists were just coming out of fucking left, right, left, right. Like it was like twist after twist after twist, which I appreciate. The next few were kind of disappointments for me. So I'll just go through them quickly. Um, so the first one is no one will save you. So this is one where the trailer came out this year and I was fucking stoked for it because like I love alien movies. Like I saw signs when I was seven and was absolutely traumatized by it. And ever since aliens have been my biggest fear. So like if it's about aliens, it's automatically probably going to scare me. But this one did not. And like, there was just no dialogue in the movie, which I wouldn't entirely hate, but I don't know. This one was just kind of weird and like the ending was kind of weird. And after I sat back and like thought about it, I really am not sure that I enjoyed this one very much. Like I don't think it was, I don't think it's one that I probably would never watch again. Another disappointment, The Nun 2, which this one I expected to be disappointed in because I didn't really like the first Nun. And I think it's such a shame because like, the nun, Valak, is actually such a terrifying fucking concept, and I feel like there's so many places that they could go with this, and it's just an opportunity miss, and they've missed the mark now twice. Another one that was kind of disappointing to me, The Pope's Exorcist. So, exorcism movies, that is probably the subgenre that scares me the most. Like, every horror movie that's ever scared me, I would say like eight out of 10 of them are exorcism based movies or like demonic possession, demonic based movies. I will give the Pope's exorcist props for the really creepy ass fucking kid. Like the kid gets possessed and he's pretty terrifying. But other than that, this movie's like not very memorable to me. Next is another movie that I found about on Shudder that also kind of is just like not very memorable, but it's called The Puppet Man. Um, 
it's just, it's about this girl, she sleepwalks, and then all of a sudden while she's at college, she, like, looks at her friend, and her friend, like, flies off a balcony. I'm doing a terrible job at explaining this, but basically it turns out that, like, this girl has, like, these powers, and when she gets this rage or these negative feelings, like, it can hurt people around her, so that's why they call it the Puppet Master, because that's, like, what she is. It was different, it was interesting, but I feel like they could have done a lot more with that concept and made the movie a lot more memorable. This year, I also watched this movie called Quicksand, another one I found out about through Shudder, and it's about this couple that literally gets trapped in fucking quicksand, so it's, like, a survival movie, which, like, those always give me anxiety and this movie absolutely gave me a lot of anxiety and like you think about like oh it's a movie with two people stuck in quicksand like how is that going to be any good but they make it work like they really did make this one work and I really do appreciate it. Next up however is the one that I give the award to for the most slept on movie of the year and it's Renfield. Why did I not hear anybody talk about Renfield this year? Like Renfield came out they sent me like the coolest PR box for it. I got some of the coolest stuff and I was like, cool, I'm going to watch this movie. I ended up not watching it until probably like a month or two ago. And I was like, why did I not watch this sooner? Like, why was there no hype around it? I feel like I heard nobody talk about this movie. Like it's Nick Cage as a fucking, as Dracula. Are you fucking kidding me? That is peak entertainment. And this movie had some of the greatest like kill and fight scenes in it. It was so much fun. This honestly might be like my top three this year. I fucking loved Renfield. Yeah, that's definitely my top. And I actually might watch that one again, like this week because I fucking loved it so much. Anyway, other than that, the next one I have is Run Rabbit Run. This is one I feel like I watched this one earlier in the year as well, but it's a psychological thriller more than a horror, I guess you could say. And I'm like trying to remember what happens in this movie, but I do, rem all I remember is that there's a twist at the end. Like, I don't even remember what the twist is, but I know that it's there. I also remember this one being super eerie and unsettling because it's about a kid and the kid is wearing like a rabbit mask for some of it. And it's like, ugh, I just, kids in horror movies make shit a, a hundred thousand times scarier. Next is another Christmas themed movie, I guess you could call it. It's called The Sacrifice Game. So this one takes place in the seventies and it's about this group of young adults I guess you could call them and they go on like this murder spree and it turns out that they're going on this murder spree as like a sacrifice to this demon that is going to grant them any wishes that they desire if they fulfill whatever they need to fulfill through these sacrifices and they break into this like orphanage and it turns out they break into the wrong fucking place because they encounter a demon in a very unlikely form and it just happens to be Christmas time so this is another one that I honestly probably will watch again next Christmas because it fits the theme and I actually really did enjoy this one I wish the ending was like a little bit different but everything before that is really good but finally we've gotten to what I consider to be my favorite horror movie of the year and if you follow me on TikTok you probably know what's coming and of course it's none other than Saw X. Oh my fucking god. I am such a sucker for Saw. I really am and like the last two movies Jigsaw and Spiral I just thought were like kind of lame and I was like is this really where we're going with this like if that's where we're gonna go I think we should just like end the franchise like I think every franchise gets to a point where like it's too much and we just need to hang it up and that's where I thought Saw was going until Saw X came out. This movie was John Kramer's opus. It was a love letter to Saw fans everywhere and it was a fucking masterpiece and honestly 
I would say that this is probably my favorite movie in the Saw franchise after the first one. Like, that's how much I loved this movie. I'm also filming this podcast on the day where we found out what Saw 11 is going to be about, and it is actually going to be a direct sequel to Saw X, so we can expect to see more of a John Kramer Cecilia showdown. I'm hoping Amanda comes back to this one, and I am for sure hoping Mark Hoffman comes back to this one. Definitely my favorite of the year. I don't think there's any topping that, really. Now, another one of my favorites of the year, Scream 6. Scream 6 blew me away, and I think it was a lot better than Scream 5, and like, despite the fact that Sydney wasn't in it, I think they did really good with that, and I think they did good at explaining why that was a thing. The only gripe that I have with this movie was honestly like how strong and how brutal Ghostface was, because like, it kind of took away from the original Scream of like that clumsy, dumb Ghostface. I guess it makes sense because like the ghost faces were always like high school kids and now obviously it was a full grown ass man. Though I'm not really sure how his kids would have been able to have that strength, but whatever. You gotta suspend your belief in horror, right? So I loved Scream 6. It's just not how I imagined the franchise ending and it seems like we're going in that direction because this is also coming a day or two after the news of the director of Scream 7 officially leaving the movie, which I have to say I commend him for doing after how they like wrong fully fired Melissa Barrera and how Jenna Ortega like stood in solidarity with her it seemed like and walked off the fucking movie so I think this guy was right in doing that I think he did the right thing I'm just interested to see if somebody else takes it on or if like another studio picks it up or what's gonna happen with it but as of this point I think they need to just like fucking hang it up moving on the next movie I watched actually wasn't a movie it was a documentary and it was called Sharksploitation once again I've now said like three times in this single episode about how much I fucking love shark movies and this This documentary was all about like the history of shark movies and how shark horror movies have actually contributed to this like negative outlook on sharks. Like it literally has led people to like brutally kill sharks in the ocean for no goddamn reason other than they think they're dangerous to humans, which they're really not. But it's really eye-opening and it really also shows how like horror cinema has evolved, especially with how it tells story about sh- stories about sharks. Next up, so I have two movies that are tied for the award for I think the most overhyped movies of the year, and those two are Talk to Me and When Evil Lurks. So I didn't dislike either of those movies. I did like them. But the way that people were talking about Talk To Me, I was expecting to go into this movie and have to like turn all my fucking lights on afterwards. I've said it a million times, I don't think a horror movie needs to be scary to be good, but if you are hyping a movie by saying it is the scariest movie that's ever been made, scariest movie of the year, whatever, I expect to go into it and at least be fucking creeped out, and I was just not. I 100% give Talk To Me points for its creativity and for the original storyline because I've never seen anything like that before, and like, I really do appreciate when a movie these days is able to be that original and just do something completely different. I just personally don't think it was the best or the scariest movie of the year. Jumping ahead because there's some in between this, but since I already mentioned it, when Evil Lurks, I felt exactly the same way about like, people were saying this is the scariest movie ever. This is the best movie of the year, best horror movie ever. And I watched it and like the characters in this movie were so fucking stupid and made such poor decisions that it made it difficult for me to enjoy this movie. Like if they made better decisions and shit still went wrong, that's when I think horror is truly terrifying. Like you can relate to these characters. They do everything right and everything still is fucked up. That's what's truly scary. I would have enjoyed this movie a lot more. 
but because they were so fucking stupid and they didn't listen to anybody and they got themselves into the situations that they got themselves into, I could not fucking relate to them. And I really couldn't enjoy this movie to the full ability that I should have. Again, I didn't hate it. I actually did enjoy this movie. There were some scenes that I think were really good, like the axe scene that's on the cover of it where the lady literally takes the axe to her face. Like that scene's fucking insane. But again, I think that one and talk to me way overhyped. I'm realizing now that I'm almost at the end of my list that I skipped yet another movie. So actually it's 47 now. Um, the Boogeyman, that was an earlier one that came out in 2023 as well. I think that one actually is one of my bigger disappointments of this year because like I am a huge Stephen King fan and like this movie was just like pointless. Like, I feel like nothing happened in it at all. I don't know. It was just really flat, boring, lame, not a fan. Picking up back where we left off, though, probably what I would say is my second favorite horror movie of this year, Thanksgiving. In 2007, Eli Roth and Grindhouse came out with this short called Thanksgiving, and I've been obsessed with that since 2007. So I literally waited 16 years for this movie and it absolutely fucking delivered to me. I'm a huge fan of it. I think it was a super fun slasher. I think we needed a Thanksgiving horror movie and it's already been greenlit for a sequel and I can't fucking wait to see what he does with that one. Next up is one of those movies that you watch if you want birth control and want to be reminded why you should never have kids. Like the girl with the list, where the fuck are you? Because this needs to go on it. There's something wrong with the children. I can't stand movies where like the kids are evil but the parents don't believe that their kids are evil because they're like no my little angel could never do that like your little angel is fucking possessed and evil susan like fucking deal with it this movie was really frustrating to me for that exact reason but i think it was a really good watch and again like anything with kids just makes shit like a hundred times scarier so this next one is another one of my favorites of the year i think like probably in my top 10 but it's totally killer this movie was just so much fun like if you liked the movie freaky or you like like happy death day like this movie has the same exact energy as that and i really love those kinds of movies i have a few more that i'm gonna fly through here so the next one is the unheard and i'm not gonna lie i didn't remember anything about this movie until i just googled it and even now i still don't really remember a whole lot this is another one i found out about through shutter this year it's about this woman who's deaf and she gets this surgery to be able to hear but then she starts having these like hallucinations i wouldn't say it's bad but again i wouldn't say it's great it's fine it's just there like i wouldn't seek out watching it again another one i also definitely would not seek out watching again vhs 85 so this is one of those where like I think the first two, maybe even the first three VHS movies were really good. And then after that, they should have just fucking stopped. And like this one especially is just like, you guys got to fucking hang it up. It goes back to when like a franchise needs to have self-awareness as to when you need to stop. And this one lost that because it should have stopped like three movies ago. And finally, probably the dumbest movie of the year but a movie that I really enjoyed. And I'm talking about none other than Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Like whoever thought about this movie was absolutely high on something at the time. And I just think it's absolutely fucking hilarious. Like people were complaining that this movie was bad, but like, did you really go into it expecting it to be good? Like you knew it was going to be about Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, like developing a thirst for human flesh and killing people. Like, what did you expect? 
I went into this movie with an open mind and an open heart, and I was not disappointed at all. And that leads me perfectly into our next topic, which is upcoming horror 2024, because you bet you that Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey 2 is coming out. It was greenlit and it is releasing in February. So we're we're only a couple short months away from a masterpiece of our generation. Other than that, one of the movies that I'm definitely looking forward to is Night Swim. It's coming out on January 5th. So like if you've seen the previews for this one, it's super fucking creepy because like water especially dark water has always really terrified me like even in a pool it doesn't matter like you have those like irrational fears of like a shark being in the pool or something and this movie I feel like is going to embody that so I'm so ready Maxine which is the third installment of Ty West's X and Pearl is coming out in like early 2024 it doesn't have a release date yet um, but I'm definitely looking forward to that again I think Mia Goth is absolutely killing the horror game so I'm excited to see what she's going to do next Imaginary is another one that we have coming out this year so the description for this one says a woman returns to her childhood home to discover that the imaginary friend she left behind is very real and unhappy that she abandoned him so like and it's like a teddy bear so this one kind of seems like it's going to be a bit of a horror comedy um but either way i'm looking forward to it and this one is coming out in march i believe yeah march 8th we have a couple movies that don't have a release date but are just saying like 2024 in general so one of those is witchboard which is a remake of the witchboard from the 80s but this one has jamie campbell bauer in it who is that beautiful blonde british man who plays vecna in the last season of stranger things we also have a movie called the home coming out and there's not really much about this one but it's starring pete davidson and the last movie that had pete davidson in it or horror movie at least was bodies 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 which i absolutely fucking loved and another one that doesn't have a date it's called stream coming out in 2024 again there's not really much about this movie but it does show the cast and it's just a bunch of horror icons so like d wallace tony todd jeffrey combs david howard thorin like the cast is fucking stacked it doesn't matter what this movie is about. You will catch me in the theater the first day that it drops. On May 17th, we have The Strangers Chapter 1, which I am super looking forward to. And this is going to be the first of a trilogy. I believe that the original Strangers from 2008 is one of the scariest, most terrifying horror movies ever made. So I have really high expectations for this one. So I'm really hoping it doesn't let me down. Now on June 7th, we have a movie called The Watchers coming out. And it sounds like this one's gonna be a creature feature. But the reason that I'm interested in this one is because it is directed by Ishana Shyamalan, who is the daughter of M. Night Shyamalan, who I absolutely fucking love. I had no idea that his daughter was also a director. I don't know if I've ever seen anything else that she's done. I don't know if she's ever done anything else, but either way, I'm really looking forward to this one for that reason. Later in June on the 28th, we have A Quiet Place Day 1. I actually really liked the last Quiet Place. If anything, I actually liked it more than the first one. So if that continues, then I'll like this one even more. On August 9th, we have Speak No Evil, which is going to be the American remake of of the original Speak No Evil, which I forget what language that's in. I just looked it up. It's Danish. I don't know how I'm going to feel about the American remake. It does have James McAvoy in it, who I absolutely fucking love, but like, I don't know if it's going to be able to encapsulate the absolute just fucking bleakness and numbness and sadness that the original one did. On September 6th, we have Beetlejuice 2, which I mean, we've all been waiting years for this movie and I cannot fucking wait for it. Like, Jenna Ortega fucking Tim Burton, Winona Ryder. Come on. 
I can't wait. After the success and how much I loved Saw 10, this is probably going to be my most anticipated of the year, but Saw 11 is dropping on September 27th. And like I said earlier, they disclosed today that this one is going to be a direct sequel to Saw X. So it's probably going to have a Cecilia John showdown and I can't fucking wait. On October 18th, we are getting Smile 2. I actually really did enjoy the first smile that we got last year. So I'm looking forward to this one. I don't really think it needed a sequel, but like, does anything really need a sequel these days? Not really. And then later in October, on October 25th, this probably is also my most anticipated of the year. It's Terrifier 3. You guys know I'm an I'm a fucking sucker for Art the Clown and I cannot wait. And this one seems like it's going to be Christmas themed. I, I can't. Speaking of Christmas, we were also supposed to get an untitled Jordan Peele movie that seemed like it might have been Christmas themed because it was coming out around Christmas time. But because of the writer's strike, it's been pushed back. So we no longer have a date on that. And finally, on December 25th, Christmas Day, we are getting Nosferatu. And I'm really excited for this one because Bill Skarsgård is going to be in it. And I think he is going to play an absolute terrifying fucking count warlock i'm imagining that's who he's playing i can't imagine him playing anybody else but lily rose depp is also in it i think this one is going to be a fucking masterpiece honestly so boys and girls it's seeming like it's going to be a good year for us horror lovers so i'm looking forward to it i think 2023 was good to us but i think 2024 is going to be even better as always thank you guys for tuning in and more importantly thank you for this year that you've spent with me for those of you who again either have been listening to this since the beginning or have been following me on tiktok since the beginning i really appreciate you guys. And again, I wouldn't be here without you. So thank you all for listening to me. Sometimes I still question why you even do, but I'm very grateful. We'll be back with another episode next Wednesday. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do yet, but I'm thinking maybe we'll do like a full breakdown on Triangle and talk about how she basically went to hell. So until then, you guys know where to follow me by now, but it's horror underscore chronicles on TikTok and Instagram. I post especially on TikTok basically every day. And until next time, watch more horror movies and stay spooky my friends.